I went to the doctor today. Yay. Good girl. Good girl. I know. I'm he, proud of you. He talked a lot. He said the word penetrating about 52 times <laughs> because he was talking about the medicine being able to penetrate the tissues in your nose and how when your nose is real stuffy, you can't penetrate as well. So we have to make it the penetration penetrate. up. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> We'd like to remind you that the information contained within this podcast reflects our own personal opinions and should not be held as any kind of official recommendation. That's right. This podcast is for our own purposes. It's educational and and for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Edutainment, if you will. <laughs> We're just a couple yahoos with master's degrees, and this isn't a professional capacity. So if as you're listening to an episode, you feel that maybe you need help with your own mental health, please do contact your own doctor or a therapist. And finally, we try to stay pretty clean with this podcast, but sometimes we slip up and sometimes we just talk about weird stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> it might be not safe for work. You'd probably better listen with headphones. Hello and welcome to Freudian Sips. The podcast about brains, beverages, and other BS. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Anna. And we're back. We are back, baby. <laughs> We're pretty excited about being back. I know. It feels good to be recording. Like, it really does. It was good to have a little break. Hello, Sipsters. I hope you, you know, had a really good time during the last, like, holiday season thing. Yes. <laughs> that can often be a trigger for mental health issues. Hope you yeah. had a good time. <laughs> I hope you survived well. I hope you survived without us. It was hard to survive without you, Sipsters. We missed you. We really missed you. So, yes, I agree with you, Anna. The holidays are often tough. And as counselors, we've seen that in our clients lately, haven't we? Yeah, that's kind of why we took a break, because it's Mm -hmm. a rough season for everyone, including counselors. But we are Mm -hmm. ready to jump into 2023 with some new episodes and some fun stuff to talk about. Yes, we're excited. We are. But first, we do have a review. Would you Yay. like to hear it? I would love to hear it. Uh, would, do you want to guess how many stars they gave us? Five. Five stars. Yay! You're correct. The title of the review is A Commuting Essential. Ooh. And it says, I discovered Freudian Sips earlier this year, and it has become an essential listen to my weekly commute ever since. Aww. Bonnie and Anna are a dynamic duo who offer thought-provoking insight into a multitude of topics while keeping me greatly entertained. This podcast has offered <laughs> valuable insight into my own work as a psychodynamic music therapist from the UK. Oh, how cool. I'm, from the UK. Right? Got some got some international representation. Woo-hoo! Very fun. Uh, I've very quickly caught up and I'm now into the 80s out of over a hundred episodes. I particularly resonated with episode five and highly recommend this podcast to anyone, especially those working in a relevant field. Please keep it up. You are really the highlight of my week. And, and that is from Priya. Thank you, Priya. Oh, that is so sweet. Thank you so much. So That's what is sweet. episode five? Good question. Good question. Because I want, wow, she's really listened to a lot of. Well, it sounds like she just started and powered like, through. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, five was about imposter syndrome, actually. Oh, very interesting. We can all, most of us can deal. Can yeah, really that's, that's a, relate that's to a, that. everyone has that kind yeah. of thing. So many people do. But thank you so much, oh. Priya. That is so cool. And and Sipsters, if you also would like to leave us a review, um, Priya left it on Apple Podcasts, but um, you can review us on Podchaser. Um, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, leave us a review and it'll it'll get to us. But yeah, thank you. That was awesome. And that's the kind of stuff that keeps us going, man. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. It really makes our day, our week, our, our month. Our, <laughs> our podcast worth it, let me tell you. It really does. We appreciate it when you let us know. And Mom, would you like to tell the Sipsters what we're drinking so maybe they can drink it with us we're having champagne Champagne. it's like to celebrate the new year you know you drink champagne although this is all anna's idea and she even got the champagne so that's my choice a single bottle of something that's my girl So we are we are from we, the second to, to lowest shelf. So like a little not 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 bottom shelf, but like middle it's good of the road. stuff. It's good stuff. It's nice. And they they do the tops much easier than they did in my youth. You don't have to go. Oh, is it going to hit me in the face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. And so we're drinking toast to this new year. To new year full full of possibilities. Full of possibility and purpose. <gasps> purpose, mom. <gasps> tell us a little bit more about purpose. <laughs> 
<laughs> Very smooth <Title> segue. <laughs> That's what we're going to talk about today, tonight, because it is technically night right now when we're recording. It could be time. Who knows when oh you're listening God, to it. We're already starting into the mom getting freaked out about people listening to things you other could than be when listening they happen. In the morning, you could be listening at Halloween, <laughs> and it's actually, we're celebrating the first of the year, so hold on wild podcast you can still drink weird. champagne in, in october if you want i give you permission that's, true. that's very true yes we're going to be talking about purpose in life today how finding our purpose can help us lead a happier and, and more fulfilling life that's exactly right a lot of times in sessions with clients one of the things that we do I'm sure you do this too, Anna, is just kind of talk about what, what do you want out of life? What yeah. are your values? What what are your goals? What's what, important to you? Yeah. I mean, we are, to jump right into this, we are existential counselors. Uh-huh. So a lot of my counseling and your counseling, I'm sure too, is about meaning and finding meaning. And even if we're not asking those questions directly, at least for me, that's always kind of the framework that I'm looking at it. Like from what I am talking about with this client, what is important to them? Exactly. And how How do we use that to get them to a better life, basically? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So where do we begin in this journey of purpose? (laughs) That's a great question. It is kind of vague right out of the gate, huh? Uh I long for the structure of a biography episode. Where we do one we, thing and then we yeah. do another thing. <laughs> it's so much easier. It's so much easier. One of the things that struck me even from the very beginning when I was starting to do my research was there was this big like bolded statement on something I was reading that said purpose and values go hand in hand. They are linked. Yeah. They are, you know, like y- your purpose c- grows out of your values, what you think is important. And then the next big bolded sentence said values are not the same as goals. And I think that was really good to remember. Even the purpose is not necessarily goals. You know, like you could say, my purpose in life is to do no, this No, yeah, and goals this. are like things you do to achieve your purpose. Exactly. So the purpose is like part of who you are. It's, and it's, values are like the traits that you want to emulate or right. are trying to emulate with those values, basically. No, the values are the things you're trying to emulate. The goals are the things you're doing to emulate them, basically. Right. But like goals are something you set and then you hopefully you reach them right. or you get close, you're working toward them. But values stay with you your whole life. Now your values might shift and change. Right. And especially, I think it's important for us to remember that as we grow and mature, not only in age, like from a child to an adult, but I mean through our whole life. Yeah, like maturing is a thing we're always doing. Exactly. Maturing and growing. Exactly. But a very important step in our life from childhood to adulthood is to look at our own life and decide which values are actually the ones I believe in and which are the ones that were just put on me by my mom and dad or my church or, or my teacher. Yeah. Right. You know, hopefully some of them are good and we hold on to those. But that idea of finding our own values is a hard part of growing up. Yeah. Hard part of becoming a whole person. Yeah, in my um, in my kind of research, I found this really cool w- worksheet that I think I will actually start using, like with people. That it's kind of exploring values, and, and the way it breaks it down is really cool. So, like the first little set of boxes is my mother's values, my father's values, and then there's another one that says the values of a person I respect and society's values, Ooh. and then there's another one that says the values I would like to live by and the values I actually live by. Ouch! I really like that way of breaking it down because it really forces you to like critically think about where those values came from Uh and then like the ones that are kind of aspirational but then it does also force us to like look at okay the things we're actually doing what values are those projecting right so i thought that was a cool way to kind of break it down into its component parts because actually if you get right on that if you say you have certain values but then you're living very differently you can't really say those are your values That's, that's that uh uh incongruency thing yes yeah. Being incongruent, exactly, which causes anxiety and depression. And incongruency, incongru- <laughs> being incongruent yes. means, yes, that you're not living with kind of either who you see yourself as or who you want to be. It's that feeling of things not matching up. Right. And that is a big thing in counseling. That's yeah. I don't know. I use that word a lot. I think especially with in my clients. existential counseling. Yeah. And- I, yeah, I say to them, you know, I say to my clients, that's what's making you feel incongruent. Right. Because cognitive dissonance is part of that too. Exactly. You thought that, you know, you wanted to be this person with this career and act this way, but actually you're living and in this career in this way. Right, and, yeah. right. 
And then you have anxiety because you don't know who you are. And that's uncomfortable. And that that anxiety can come from that of, oh, I had an idea that it was going to happen this way. And this is actually the way it happened. And oh, the who I thought I would be is not where I am. But also there's that incongruence with not knowing. Right. There's like, I don't even know what I would want to be doing. I don't even know. And then that incongruence comes from just feeling like you don't know yourself. Mm-hmm. And that can be really hard kind of in a, a similar way. Exactly. So should we, like, should we name some values so we can kind of look at... Uh, sure. What can we do... Yeah, because it is kind of hard, especially when we're throwing all of these, like, well, a purpose is different yeah. values, yeah. a goal search is different values. So it can help to do a values list. Right, right. The, the thing that you were just talking... Yes, so mom is holding up... We, we both get <laughs> we psychology today <laughs> at our various offices and the most recent psychology today magazine has like a finding your purpose article in it so that's mm-hmm. kind of what i think spurred that's this. a sort of well that in the beginning of the year because because yes. i of am the resolutions right stuff. i am a person i don't set resolutions but i really like to look back on the last year and to look at what i've accomplished what went right what went wrong right what do i never want to do again and what am i really proud what of? have i learned right and then even though i don't set resolutions i do like to look forward and set goals yes. for the new year and i i really i really admire because before we started recording anna showed me me a list of her goals I made a cute little list and Colored it was like it. all like a little bullet point had bullets on it and little colors yeah there were colors she's artsy fartsy but that's so important for us to we gotta s- visualize baby right you gotta, gotta know where you're going it, baby where are you going where are you, where are you going to and it does that's kind of one of those we'll, i think we'll kind of crack into this a little later more in detail but like the accountability thing like for me writing those down and seeing them written out uh-huh. helps me to like want to do them more right it makes me want to achieve those so i can check it off the list and again we we talk so often about choice that what we do in our life it comes down to that we make a choice to do it yeah so writing it down and 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 looking at it and we we have to make the choice i'm going to look at this i'm going to try to follow this i'm going to do this this is all kind of this is going to be a hard episode because like I, I was like scrolling through my notes to find like three different things that match up with what you were just saying. But like everything that we're going to be talking about is that thing that we've talked about before where it's like different words for pretty much the same thing with just right. kind of different slants on it. Right. And it's all like related concepts right basically and the way this I, is a word cloud around the word purpose oh that's good because i was thinking a web like yeah, yeah, yeah. cloud is another good way to say it that it's not really a linear topic it's right. like the purpose word is in the middle and then it all this stuff well, is around kind of branches it. out yeah yeah so kind of picture that sipsters while we talk about it because mm-hmm. we're going to kind of be going in different directions in the web so do you cloud. have a list of values you want to like read did they have one in that little article uh-huh. these are the ones that they gave for us to kind of consider like what you value what's important to you is another way that i would say that what's important to you that and they gave these 10 family but this is family other than marriage or parenting so it's like you're a family of origin okay okay and then the second one is marriage couples and your family of creation right right your family of creation well the second one is marriage like just with with the one person so intimacy oh. with one person. Okay. Because the third so one partners. then is parenting. Okay. Okay. So, so it does break like it th- down into family like is is three different three different notes. ones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so that's confusing Which, because you could you could value very much being a good parent, but you might not value being close to your own parents or your siblings. Sure. Yes. So that's a different. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So those are three, and then then the fourth one is friends and social life. The fifth one is work or career. And then the next one says education and training. So like some of us, you know, we really, we enjoy continuing education. Yeah. So does, so does that mean like in a structured environment or does that just mean like learning things, watching documentaries? I think you could, I think you can define what it means. Whoa. (laughs) 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 I value the freedom of being able to define that the way I want. Uh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The next That's one is recreation. these are going to come back to. I know, it's recreation or fun. That's so high on my list, dude. That's like way up there. <laughs> Spirituality. So my, I do remember seeing this. And the way it said it in the article was like, rate these from one to 10. Right. I don't know if I could do that. I, I, I can do the first one. But then I, I have like three that would be equal for the right. second place. 
Yeah, so Sipsters, as you're listening to this, think about which, you don't have to rate it 1 to 10, but think about which ones of these would be at the top well, like I Yeah, or or which are bigger in the word cloud. Right, right. <laughs> but exactly. like I saw one that kind of did a very similar, I saw another one that had like 50 values on it. I was like, there's that's Holy too many. Because it was like trust and like honesty and like Yeah, I, I have a worksheet at work that I tried to use a couple of times with. It's supposed to be for teens and adolescents, but like you said, it has like, 50 words on so it. many and it's like honesty trust yeah because then they're like Love, okay well friendship. like choose the top 10 and then rank them and then other ones i saw were like we'll just choose them and then write how important it is to you so like on a scale of scale, one to ten yeah, yeah. i feel i find that a little more helpful That's than easier. having to like rank them yeah yeah, because quite frankly, some things are going to be equally ranked, I swear. Yeah. Okay. All right. So spirituality was the last one I said. Citizenship or community life. Okay. Okay. So belonging to a community or being a good citizen. The next one I think is confusing. It says physical self-care. So that's like diet and exercise and sleep. Okay. Like the are, value are we, of taking care of yourself. Are we differentiating that from like spiritual or mental health self-care? I think so. Okay. I think just physically, do you take care of your body? Do you eat well? Do okay. You, okay. Yeah. Because I'm terrible Physical at that Physical health, one. sure. Yeah. Exercise. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, and the next one says environmental concerns. Making sure that you recycle everything and you... Yeah, that's you one of those things the... that like I want to rate it highly, but I would probably realistically, if I were rating them, rating them, ranking them, I should say, right. put it below other things. But then I would be like, well, I don't. It's not, that doesn't mean I don't care about the environment. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah, because that one would be close to the bottom for me. But I recycle. Yeah. And I hug trees every once right. in a while. So, um, <laughs> Whenever a tree looks like it needs a hug, and, hug and it. The last one is art and creative expression. I know you value that highly. And sure. and I do in I love, you know, music is like one of my top things, which would be art. Right. But that's so, another thing where like Do you know which one would be on the top for you? Probably f- Well, it's hard because families split into three. Yeah, that's true. Like again, I think you can define it any way you want. I was not kidding about recreation being ranked very highly. Yeah. I very much value my fun time. <laughs> I get a little cranky when I can't recreate it. Isn't that funny? Because I really don't. <laughs> you spend your recreation time working, working. more <laughs> on like other things, like household things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cleaning. And where would that? Yeah, where would that be? Because I, I would, I would also qualify like keeping my environment. Maybe that's environmental concern. I don't know. Because I, I value like tidying when I do have time. I think environmental concerns is like save the planet stuff. I think so too. I think so too. It's like don't let the ice caps thaw. Don't club baby seals. <laughs> Please don't do that. If you have if the you option, do that, don't you don't have do any it. values. Yeah. See, for me, it's it's an easy spirituality. I mean, because that's... I would say that was, that'd probably be my I top three. I probably yes. wouldn't love my family the way I do if I didn't have the spirituality that I have. But that's well, dumb because like, there are some people that don't have much spirituality at all and they love people, so I well, don't Well, yeah, know. but that's different for them. Yeah. that For them, that is not linked as right. it is for you. Right. That's why all of our lists are going to be different. And that's why... Okay, so backing up, bigger picture than that, like when we talk about purpose, we can't sit here and say like, yeah, family should be at the top of your list. Yes, this should be at the top of your list because it literally is different for everyone. That's exactly that's the purpose of this episode is how do you find your own personal meaning and purpose because it is going to be very individual. Right, right. We continually talk on the podcast from the very first one about being self-aware. Yeah. So this is a big part of this episode specifically as we head into a new year and we're looking at what's going to happen in this this year, what we want to accomplish. We really wanted to just stop for a second because that's a big part of this is that that's the idea. You have to take a little time to self-analyze. It does take intentional self-reflection. Right. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, uh, well, my, my purpose will because, happen. Yeah. My purpose will show up. Yeah. No, <laughs> you got to do some critical thinking about it. And that's one of the things that I, I read several different places about. One of the reasons that sometimes we feel depressed or anxious through our like, oh God, every day is the same. I don't know about you, Anna, but I have so many clients who come in and say, I do the same thing every day. I get up, I go to work, I da 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 I go to bed, I start over again. And they're depressed and they're anxious because they feel so stuck in this rut. Right. But part of that is because they're just getting through the day and not focusing on what their purpose is in life. What should be driving them to get up every day? That's also how I feel when I don't recreate enough. (laughs) Maybe recreation really is my purpose in life. (laughs) So what do you do? 
what is recreate for well, so you? So for me, like even even like if I'm sitting, we're we're recording in my 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 little third floor lair up here in my in house, her art clubhouse, my little vibe den up here, and I really just vibe like den. sitting up here. On my computer, even if I'm not like, like playing games is a big one for me. But even if I'm not, if I'm just like watching something on YouTube and just kind of doing my own thing, I'm like, uh-huh. that is recreating for me. And this is really your space. Really because even though you love your me. husband very much, he comes sometimes, sometimes you just kind of vibe here. Yeah. You inspired me to be to make your own little doing vibe my vibe den. Mom, I'm working on you're it. You're making out a vibe den? Yeah. The next time you come over, you'll have to come up and look come and see what I Oh, it's even up. Like in an elevated it's, space. Yeah, it's in the it's your high lonely place. Yeah. <laughs> that's what my that's what this is for me, my high lonely place. High lonely place, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Because I it's my you know, I can yeah. go there and it is important, I think, to have spaces that are just for you. And that can be really hard when That's kind of a value in itself, time alone. Self yeah, I would call that self care. I think my time oh, alone. Oh yeah, is that very would fit in self care. So sisters, as we're talking about this, you think about what what you value. And like Anna said, everybody's going to be different. And those things that really like when people are talking about, I'm sorry, I think I kind of did knock us off from that like monotony doing the everyday Uh same thing. Those things like for me, like only half joking. Yeah, that is when I don't get enough time to recreate. But it's also like when I don't get enough time with the people I love. Uh And it's also like when I feel like I'm not doing something that's making the world better like so it's those kind of things that if they are missing you feel bad (laughs) right like those are how we figure out what our purpose is so a lot of times when people hear that like what is your purpose uh, adults we automatically go to like okay what do i do in my job like is my career this you know serving the world and making you know mankind Mm -hmm. better or whatever you know And that can be part of it. You can be using your values and reaching toward your purpose in life through your career, but not necessarily only that. No, it doesn't necessarily have to be that. And your career, your job might just literally be right now to make some money so that you can follow Fund the things that right. do make your life feel meaningful. exactly and awesome. that's and that's, that's okay. okay yeah exactly like that's i think okay. some people can start to feel grindy about that because they're like i mean work is a significant chunk of your time absolutely work is 40 to 60 hours of your week right it's gonna feel like oh that's a huge chunk of my time if i'm not using it for something that i feel very like purposeful and meaningful with right, right. then yeah that might start to feel a little incongruent again right but but it doesn't have to be that. But again, you can reflect your values no matter what your job is. Yeah. I was I was just thinking this the other day about, you know, when I was starting to do research about this, about for a lot of us, our purpose is like to make the world a better place. Sure. You know, that's, a, that's an important part of our values. And there's this young man <laughs> who works at a fast food restaurant that I go through often in the morning to get an English muffin when I go to work. And he is always, every day when I see him, and I don't go every day, but whenever I go. (laughs) Every day at 8.05 in the morning. But he always has such a beautiful smile. And the other day I said to him, you have such a beautiful smile. And he just, like, he lit up from the inside so bright. But I thought, you know, he's living his purpose working at this fast food restaurant, which I'm sure, you know, maybe some people would say, well, that's not really a job that, you know, serves the world. He serves me. He lightens my day. Yeah. Every day. He gives me like this piece of God's love just by smiling at me through the drive-thru, you know? Just by being himself. Right. So we can live our purpose no matter what we're doing. Don't ever feel like, Sipsters, like maybe your job isn't important enough or what you're doing isn't significant enough. Yeah, because we can find those moments of significance even if it's kind of despite what we're doing as exactly. a job even. Right. So that all kind of does go back to existentialism, but not even in like a psychology kind of way. Uh Like as I was kind of researching this, it took me to like existential philosophy, which I mean is tied in. They come from the same root structure, you know, Mm -hmm. but like existential philosophy says life has no inherent meaning we have free choice and that free choice lets us choose our values and choose our purpose and choose what we do with it like how making the world a better place is kind of a part of that maybe not the maybe not the philosophers because especially especially the philosophers are like albert camus and jean-paul sartre and they're all very like focused on the life has no inherent meaning part of that yeah exactly so it gets very bleak (laughs) (laughs) philosophers can be depressing it's a little it's a little depressing 
Like, I read The Stranger in High School by Albert Camus, and I will never read another Camus book because that was so bleak. One of the things that I say to my clients a lot is, you know, it really is true that old saying about ignorance is bliss because the really? deeper people are, the, the more, like, really intellectual people are, they really struggle with some issues in mental health because they try to think things through so just hard just to death well yeah. and, some, and at some point you kind of have to do that to get to a place where you do want to be growing and putting good things into the world like that kind of comes from this existential dread and existential anxiety that that term like existential crisis comes from that moment where you do realize like i am going to die so how does my life get to have meaning past my death basically right, right. that's kind of the existential crisis cycle one of the the ones I just mentioned, John Paul Sartre talks about that. <laughs> I just gave one of my clients a John Paul Sartre book. Oh, really? Like it's called like Existentialism and Human Emotions. Because he was like, I've been trying to find like mental health books to read. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try to think of some good ones to send you. And he was like, we well, have some on your shelf. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no, those aren't for people to read. Those are for me to look smart and like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I did end up giving him that one. And like Sartre especially talks about how that like there's this, I think he even kind of talks about it being a nauseating moment when you realize like this might be meaningless. How do I make it meaningful? And and how that is a very like hard process to go through. So yeah, when we talk about this like self-reflection that you're going to have to do, it might suck a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I think part of the sucking part for some of us is when we realize we don't really want to keep all the values that our parents gave us. Yeah. Because, I mean, like for me, I really respect my parents who are now in heaven. They were good people. They were good people and they gave me very good values. But there were some that I didn't carry on with me. And there were some that I added. Or another part of that is is like religion. If you're brought up in a church and, and they give you certain rules and values that they're like, these are the ones you should have. And then you hit a point in your life where you're like, I really don't agree with that yeah, religion one. is a big one. And like those things are also tied very much into like religion and society. The values often do overlap. So there's some kind of web connections there. Mm-hmm. And then you're, the things that you picked up from your parents often will be like linked to the society of the time values. Right. And so that can also That's be kind of hard to untangle. Yeah. Like there's going to be overlap in those Venn diagrams. When you were talking about the existential philosophers, my mind goes to the existential psychology yeah. person. <laughs> what we should actually be talking about instead of my little wormholes. Uh, which down. is Victor Frankl is the one that comes to my mind. And we've done an episode on Victor, right? Episode 55. 55. And he's one of my very favorites. His big thing is logotherapy, which is about finding the meaning in your life. And and if you remember Sipsters, he's the guy who was in the Nazi concentration camp and was kind of searching for why to live, why yeah, to keep living. A, that's a pretty uh, good place to be kind of yeah. confronted with <laughs> how do I find meaning through misery, basically. Yeah, exactly. Because that was his whole thing. His whole thing, logotherapy is basically saying like, we have to be able to find meaning even when there is misery around us. Mm-hmm. because that meaning can be not a solution for human suffering, but definitely like a way to help it. Right. Especially when we talk about logotherapy, there are these like core principles that kind of build on each other. And so the first one is every person possesses a healthy core, which I think is hard. That's a core belief. That's every- like one of the core principles of, of logotherapy. Yeah, itself. that everybody has a healthy core. Yeah. Yeah. You don't agree with that one? I think I do. It's just that some of those cores are so weighed down and the people don't want to get away from that. That kind of goes back to, remember in grad school, we talked about, do you believe that, that people are people inherently are, good? That yes, question. Yes. To yeah. me, that's kind of the same thing. And I, I mean, my answer to that is yes, in- that people are inherently good. Right. I don't know if every person... Because I think even if something starts healthy, if it if it lasts long enough in unhealthiness, it's hard to wipe that clean. I don't right. think it's impossible. I just think it's hard. So I think like I, I do agree with that as a core. Right. I just think it's really it's it's not maybe going to be easily applicable in all situations. Well, and if you want to get really picky about it, like you could say, okay, all babies start out with That's a healthy a core, slate. you know, yeah. but yeah, then yeah. our brains are wired differently. So some I, babies are wired to eventually be manifesting their ADHD or their, and I'm not saying that those are unhealthy or like bad, but I'm just saying there's all kinds of wiring a lot stuff of that can happen. Right. Yeah. 
But core principle, every person possesses a healthy core. Okay. Building from that, the main focus, the main focus of logotherapy itself is enlightening a person to their inner resources and providing them with the tools to use the healthy inner core, basically. Uh, So to access the healthy inner core, we want to figure out how that is possible for this person because it it is going to be different for everyone. Right. And then third, that life offers purpose and meaning, but it doesn't assure that that will give you happiness or even fulfillment. That like there is purpose in life and finding it is helpful, but it it doesn't guarantee you're going to be happy. Yeah. But you can be fulfilled and not be happy. I mean, like, I don't know. I know that sometimes when you're when you're a parent, I can, okay, okay, I can see that. Listen, yeah. I know that I am in the correct profession. I know that this is what, like, especially when we talk about that, like, using your career as mm-hmm. as a manifestation of your purpose. I mm-hmm. really, truly feel like that is true for me. Uh-huh. Like, I, I think I am in the right line of business. But there are some days where I'm not happy. Right. There are some days where I know that my job is fulfilling my life purpose. Right. But it, <laughs> I'm kind of bummed about right. it. Right. <laughs> So I can see that. I I, I guess I I agree with that. I would say the same thing about parenting. Yeah. I mean, parenting for me is is seriously like a huge part. You're going to have to watch what you say when one of your (laughs) kids is sitting across from you here. But when you, especially when you're a new parent and you have a baby who's crying all night or whatever, and you have those times. Why would I do this? Why would I do this? I'm not so happy with this. Or maybe your kids are doing something they shouldn't be doing, which mine never did. No, that didn't happen. Mine were perfect. Yeah. But if you ever have that as a parent, you might realize, yeah, I'm I'm parenting and this is a really important part of my purpose, but it's really hard. And it's it, that thing where you do have to like force yourself to back up and look at the forest through the trees. Exactly. And say like, this is going to be worth it on a long term. Right. Even if right now it's a little rocky. It's very true. Can we talk about the f- ways to find meaning within logotherapy? Because I think that's really interesting. Yes, let's do that. So there's three ways to find meaning within logotherapy, within Frankel's kind of theories. One is creative value. So this is by creating a work or accomplishing a task. So I think that's an important distinction too, where like this isn't necessarily uh, that pops up in art therapy and stuff and music therapy where people say, well, I'm not a creative person, I'm not really an artistic person, whatever. Creative value doesn't necessarily mean things that are like creative in an arts and crafts sort of way or even an art music kind of way it's making something it's putting something into the world that wasn't there before as a way to make the world a better place cool you know what i mean yeah like where that distinction is so so that's one of them creative value creating things that put value into the world Uh the second one is experiential value so receiving something from the world through appreciation through gratitude by experiencing something or loving someone is one of the things they talk about that that's an experiential value and i really like those two ideas in conjunction with each other because it's the like the give and take of the universe. I'm going to sound crunchy when I say that. Crunchy? <laughs> <laughs> What's the, the definition of, the of crunchy? A little like, bit hippie. It's a little oh, woo-woo, oh, oh, you know? Woo, yeah. Okay. The, the, the balance and the give and take of, of things. You need to okay. put things into the world that give value, but you also need to appreciate the things the world is giving to you that are valuable. Okay. Those things. Kind of a karma kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Karma kinda, balance kind of yeah. thing. And then the third is attitudinal value. Which is very fun Attitudinal. And that's by adopting a certain attitude toward inevitable suffering. So the suffering thing, intrinsic in logotherapy. It's like, going to happen. It's part of, yeah, it's, it's, it's an inevitable thing that happens in the world. Right. So it is very much kind of how we look at suffering. Right. One of the things that I read about was post-traumatic growth, Ooh, which goes with I the like suffering that. thing. Yeah. When I hear that word, I automatically think of PTSD. Right, post-traumatic stress disorder. And and what the author of the article that I was reading talked about, I should have references. I'm sorry, I don't. It's just in my brain. We don't do references but, here. Sorry, today's Smarter not a reference people than day. us have said it, and we're not going <laughs> to cite them. Sorry. We will eventually. Just give us a break. If you call us okay. out, we'll cite it. Thank yeah, you. I'll find it. Um, but they talked about how... After a trauma, after like you, you were just talking about the hard stuff. What, what word did you that, use? Uh, not hard stuff, not trauma, but suffering. Suffering, maybe. That, okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> gnashing of teeth. Gnashing okay. Wailing, gnashing of so teeth. So yeah. we we often talk about spectrums 
in in Things mental existing health existing on a on a on a continuum. Thank you. My words are not coming well. So on this translate mom into the yes, I'm, I'm looking space. at her like please. You know what I'm saying? This. I'm like yeah, 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 I got it, I got it. <laughs> So on this spectrum, on this continuum, on one end is the PTSD. So you've had a trauma, you've had a struggle, you've had suffering, and you go into this PTSD where you have trauma, you know, you continue on, Mm -hmm. and you have mental health issues because of it. But on the other end of the spectrum is post-traumatic growth, which means you take that suffering, you take that trauma, and you grow from it. You learn something new. You build positive coping skills. Well, and that's the that's the differentiating factor because, uh-huh. like, I would say PTSD is a way that people have grown is a hard word for there, I guess, but have changed from their trauma. Right. They have grown defense mechanisms and they have grown right. ways to protect themselves that probably are not healthy and and aren't good coping mechanisms. Right. But the the growth part of it is going to be when those become healthy and when we use those things to get better instead of just trying to shield ourselves exactly which makes it sound way easier than it is right (laughs) it is a years and years so post-traumatic growth is just a fancy way of saying that when something hard happens to us something traumatic happens to us we choose to to grow to have some positive growth from that some transformation some you know i'm gonna love people more now i'm gonna you know you hear about these people who die and come back and then they change their life because they've decided they have another chance you know and even though they've had this trauma of death, they have this growth of like, okay, now I'm going to be a better person. Yeah. I'm going to do things differently. I've heard this quote online that's basically like, oh, your trauma made you kind. And then the person responding, no, my trauma made me sad and scared. I made me kind. Ooh, I like that. Like, I like, chose Exactly. To be kind. Like the trauma didn't do it. Our reaction to the trauma and growing past that Ooh, that's made us good. kind. That's good, Anna. That's good. Thanks. Ding, I ding, stole ding. it from the internet, so not even mine. <laughs> but I will it's take it. It's on the internet. It. It's got to be true. <laughs> you have more there, or you want me to talk about the Oh, uh, no. Let's, let's skip forward. Thank you, Victor. Thank you for visiting. Thank you Victor, for waving we goodbye love you, to Victor's dude. ghost. Thank you. You can come and visit anytime, Yeah, Victor. Victor, you can hang out whenever. You're cool. You are cool. Because what a, especially with the context of him being in concentration camps, what a way to use the suffering. Absolutely. And like, that's not, it's kind of a delicate line to walk there. Because it's not like you have to use your suffering for it to be meaningful for you. Like use it as a world changing thing. That's that's not what we're saying. We're saying you got to use it to make you better. Right. At the very least. Right. Exactly. So I did find a test online that's supposed to help you find your purpose in life. Or like, no. Well, that's easy. No. Wrap up the episode. (laughs) We we don't need to talk anymore. You don't even think about it all. You just take this little quiz. Online. <laughs> I've been watching. Can we can we sidetrack for yeah, a minute? Absolutely. We haven't sidetracked nearly enough. Okay, let's sidetrack. There is what a show with your champagne bottle. We have not sidetracked <laughs> I, nearly I enough. I need some more champagne, by the way. Pour yourself some, baby. Would you like some? I absolutely would. Okay. Oops. Yep. I kind of got sloppy there. Whoa. Okay. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> it's a good thing I gave no, you a coaster. No, it was coaster. not Jesus. It was mine. <laughs> it was something unholy. <laughs> I messed up Anna's art table. It's fine. I spilled it. It's varnished very well for this exact reason. Now we have champagne. All right, just a second. I'm sorry. This this is like going back to your childhood, although you were very neat. You didn't spill very often. Yeah, it was OCD. Thank you. Thanks for cleaning up after me. Get used to it because I'm aging quickly. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to be like putting a bib on me and feeding me soup pretty soon. (laughs) Pretty soon, huh? <laughs> Any day now. Any day. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. What were you speaking about before? I don't know. I forgot. Oh, sidetrack. You were you said oh, the show. sidetrack. The show on Netflix th- that we've watched. Sorry, this is the title. Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Yeah, I love that show. Okay, sisters. Sisters, you, you should watch that. It really show. is kind of good. But boy, it's gone. It's gone from being really cute and silly to being like, whoa, serious about mental health stuff. Yeah. Like it talks a lot about mental health issues. Yeah. And um, like very, I think, in a nuanced, cool way. Very, very yeah. well done, I think. I mean, they make jokes about it, I mean, it it's too. silly. It's a, it's a musical. Like, it's it's but, a silly But yes, show. It's, yeah. it, they handle it very realistically, despite being a musical. Right. <laughs> I totally forgot why we were screaming. Yeah. <laughs> 
so oh no 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 it came back okay, i got good. it there it was because because i we just said that we could take a quiz online and figure oh, out the yeah. purpose of life yeah, yeah yeah and and in the show one of the characters is taking he wants to know what his disorder is basically oh, sure. and so he's taking these this uh online thing that tells him that he has adhd and like five different things <laughs> And so he goes to the counselor and he's like, well, I've got this and this and this and this and this. And the counselor kind of frowns at him and says, I wish people would stop taking <laughs> online <laughs> online assessments. <laughs> I'm like, yes. There's this other bit in the same very related where a therapist is like, don't look up this disorder. <laughs> yes. Look me in the eyes. Don't look it up online. And she like immediately goes, she goes to the bathroom, bathroom and looks it up online. <laughs> But that's very similar. It's like, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> right. So anyway, what's the quiz that we can take to find out our life purpose? Um, well, this one is That called... actually does work when all the other ones don't? Well, <laughs> I'm not saying that, but this is called the PIL test, Purpose in Life test. Okay. And you can find it online. It's a tough pill to swallow. It's, it's on a website called Exploring Your Mind. Uh. And it's on a Likert scale. We've talked about Likert scales before. Strongly agree to strongly disagree. Kind of like that. But it goes one to seven. So I was thinking, Anna, you could take this, but I don't want you to... I would rather that you not. You can choose what you want to do because you have power over your own life. Choice and responsibility. (laughs) What am I choosing? Whether to like answer them out loud? Yes, because some of them, you know, are kind of personal. All right, I'll play the fifth if I need to, but I'm going to lay it bare. Okay. Ooh, okay. So each question goes one to seven. Okay, what is one and what is seven? Well, one would be like the negative and seven would be the positive. But each one has like the words for it. Okay. So each question literally has, like it says, one is this and seven is this. And then you need to pick on the Likert scale one to seven where you would fall. Fair. Okay. So are you writing this down or anything? Or or put it, you have a calculator over there? Because there's there's 20 questions. My brain is a cal... Well, maybe actually when you say it like that. Well, I did it. See, look, 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 look. Very nice. Okay. So I... I did mine and I have a total. Okay. And so basically what they're going to tell you at the end and Sipsters, if you want to play along, if you want to get your calculator we out. We will link this okay. in our show notes if you want to go take this test. With fancy schmancy technology. Yeah. So basically at the end, it's going to tell you like where you are personally on knowing what your purpose in life is. So it's not going to tell you what your purpose is. It's going to tell you if you're pretty much in touch with what your purpose is. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So at the end, depending on how many points you get, it's going to tell you like if you're doing, (laughs) if you're an existential void. If you're in in the midst of an existential (laughs) crisis. So it'll kind of give you advice in that way, like you should maybe be thinking more about this okay okay number one just says i am usually and one is completely bored (laughs) true i am usually (laughs) next question this is true (laughs) or false right (laughs) that's why we're putting it on paper okay one is completely bored and seven is enthusiastic oh enthusiastic so i am usually one is completely bored seven is enthusiastic so so wait, is four like dead middle? That's what that means? Yeah. Okay. I, mm, five? Mm, okay. I wouldn't qualify myself as an enthusiastic person. Mm. Pretty deadpan and cynical. And <laughs> <laughs> It depends. Sometimes you get in a weird kind of enthusiastic mood, but I would agree with you. You're kind of there in the middle. Okay. Number two. To me, life always seems one, completely routine, to seven, which is always exciting. Oh, that's how I run into the same thing where I'm like, I eh, I kind of like routine, routine actually. That yeah. provides me comfort. So I'm going to say four. That's what I put. Because I, yeah, I find comfort in routine. So that's right. a different, it doesn't have to be. Okay. Number three, in my life, I have one, no goal nor desire. Your Yeah. To seven, many well-defined goals and desires. Many? Many. Five. Okay. Number four, my personal existence is one without purpose or meaning seven full of meaning and purpose seven your personal existence yes <laughs> i hey, feel um, i feel like my my life personally is meaningful yes i put seven too. really yeah Yay, cool <laughs> i think that was the only there's only Aww. two i put seven on i think yeah all that makes me happy actually our scores are very similar so far i'm so shocked <laughs> we're usually so different <laughs> 
I wonder though in the second half, I'll talk to you about that in a minute. Okay. I think in the second half we're going to see a difference. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Five. Every day is one, exactly the same. Seven, always new and different. Six. Oh. Because I like, I've kind of talked with other people about this before, where like being a counselor, you're doing the same thing every day technically, but oh boy, every day is a new ride. <laughs> That's so really true. It truly does feel very varied. And I think though, another difference between us in this, in the counseling thing is that you're in your own practice, mm-hmm. which is different than me, who's in an agency where I have a lot of paperwork that's the same every day. So that yeah, kind of pulled my score down a little bit. Yeah, that does add a lot of monotony to it. Number six is, if I could, I would choose, ouch, number one, never to have been born. Ooh. Seven, to have nine more lives just like this one. Just like a cat. Just so this like is, this one? So this is kind of about how much you like your life, like the way your life is. I think that's what the question is asking. Uh. If I could, I would choose. If I was going to be born again, if I was going to have nine more lives, why wouldn't I want to be, be doing just something like totally different? But it's about that you like your life the five, way it is. Five, four, five, five. Okay. Okay. Seven. After retiring, I will one. I'm not going to retire. Going to die in the climate wars. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be boo. Okay. <laughs> is that one of the scales? Is that one of the, on the options? No. Okay. After retiring, I will one, laze around for the rest of my life. Seven, do the exciting things I've always wanted to do. I mean, six. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. I like, like that. I keep, I'm going to keep moving. Go, girl. It depends on how tired I you're get, doing, I guess. You're doing, okay, it's interesting. Am I scoring well on the subjective test? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You can get whatever you want, but I think you're doing good. Okay. Other things I found on the internet, this post that was like, my therapist laughs at one of my jokes. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to get a good grade in therapy, which is both possible to get and, and something I would sh- should be trying to achieve. I like that. Number eight, in terms of reaching my life goals, I, one, haven't made any progress Seven, have achieved all of them completely. What, in what world would you answer seven? I guess if, if you're, you're like on your deathbed and, and you're you like, yeah, I'm, years I've old. done it. I've done everything yeah, yeah. I wanted to do. Completed it. Five. That's exactly what I put. And That's very interesting also. Because you're way younger. Our, yeah. Yeah. Number nine. That means you've done a lot more. You're, <laughs> it means I have less done, goals. You've done you twice as many things because you're half as half as old as I am. Okay. <laughs> you literally are half as old as I am. That is true. Isn't that weird? That means for those playing at home, you were my age when you had me. Exactly. Wild. Isn't that weird? That is weird. <laughs> That's so making my brain Let's just sit bit. in that for a minute. Are we? Should we? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, we're dead. Right. I just, you, Sipsters, you don't know how long I cut out there. We it was could have like been 20 sitting minutes. Edit, editing we're Anna. sitting here in like a loop of existential, existential time existential, crisis. Um, think of how what, it was that I was this old. Cyclical. Okay. All right. What's All the right, next Number nine, number nine. My life is one, empty and full of desperation. Yikes. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. To seven, a collection of good and exciting things. Oh. I'm using these fun sweet. voices. Yeah. To- <laughs> the sad side and the happy, good, meaningful and side. happy. Was the second one? Seven is a collection of good and exciting things. God. That was seven. One is empty and full of desperation. Yeah, it's not that. Five. That's really deep. Okay. I am scoring higher than I thought. I I kind (laughs) of, you must be in a good mood today. Yeah, honestly, that is probably it. Well, actually, let me do one more. Ten. If I were to die today, it would seem to me that my life has been one- I kind of hate to say these things. They these seem are so very, awful. I mean, that's kind They're of the point desperate. of a Likert scale. Yeah. This one does seem very extreme, it's, but I think it's because it's, yeah. Right. One is complete trash. I hate to Aww. even say that out loud, Sipsters, because nobody's life oh, would ever honey, be complete Sipster, trash. honey, if you answer if you feel one that way, these, on, go on to counseling these, right now, even like sweetie. Even one, two, or three. Get, yeah, seriously, go to do talk to someone yeah. because these, you are, are, these are harsh. Seven says very valuable. And you are, Sipster, very valuable. But if you don't feel that way, get to counseling. Uh, and that's hard. And then especially that question specifically is hard too, because it's like, are we basing it on what I would have wanted to have done or what I did? Like if I'm just looking at what I did, what I think it's meaningful. And yeah, I think I would answer it like a six. Mm-hmm. Think of all the people you've helped in counseling. Oh, I hope. 
think what a good daughter you've been and how much joy you've brought to your mommy. How many bibs have tucked into your shirts? (laughs) (laughs) You'll never have to, you know, if you would die today, you wouldn't have to do the bib thing. That's true. But don't do that. Don't die for a long time. Okay. Okay. Here's the second half. And this is what I wanted to say about this, that, that I think this half is more like maybe would be affected by your mood of the day. I think already these have been. Uh-huh. Like and I feel like I'm kind of on the on the upswing you're in from a good, some you're recent in a good mood. depressive yeah. stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'm, yeah. I'm good today. These answers might were, be different. Exactly. Yeah. That's something to think of, Sipsters. If you take this, it might be different on a different day. But ideally, your values stay the same no matter what your mood is. But something like this could score but, differently. But they are linked. I mean, and that kind of goes along with the like misery and suffering kind of thing too, where right. when we are in a worse mood, I mean, it's chicken or the egg. Mm-hmm. Because also, and we can talk about this in a second when we're done with the quiz, but there's a lot of studies that talk about how feeling purposeful and meaningful connects to happiness. Uh-huh. But that could kind of go either way, where if we're like depressed and not able to do as much, we feel like our life isn't being meaningful. But also if we're just not feeling like what we're doing is meaningful, that could make us more depressed. So it it's a very like kind of back and forth arrangement there where they could be influencing each other, basically. Right. Okay. okay. I'll try to zip through these a little quicker. All All right. 11 is, when I think about my own life, one, I often ask myself why I exist. Seven, I always find reasons to live. Um, four, because I think one is an important thing to do regardless. I don't know if that makes sense. But like... Even if I, I do feel purposeful, meaningful, all that garbage, but I think it's still important to question, Right. you know? Uh-huh. I see what you're saying. 12. In relation to my own life, the world, one, completely confuses me. Seven, significantly adapts to my life. The world the, adapts to my life? Yeah. No. This is a weird Two, one. Two, probably? Because the world is blanked up. <laughs> She, it yeah. is it is part a of mess right oh, that's now. a low one so like yeah like the world can be confusing but i can also still think of my own life as meaningful i mean that is that's the bottom line right but this question is about the world which i don't really get in relation to my own life the world one completely confuses me seven significantly adapts to my life the world doesn't freaking adapt to anybody i was gonna life. say the world the, the word adapt there is so weirdly yeah, placed i don't like yeah that okay one. two whatever okay. Yeah, I didn't. I, I did a three on that one because I was like, mm, yeah. nobody's adapting to me. Number three, I consider myself to be one, an irresponsible person. Seven, a very responsible person. Five. Huh, I'm surprised at that. But, wait, wait, at which direction? You're like, you're a one. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I think that you're a seven. You're a very no, responsible I think person. I'm kind of, I, mean, I think I'm kind of flaky, actually. You criticize yourself and think that you are, but you're actually a very responsible person, just Thank objectively you. speaking. Okay. okay. Next one. Regarding the freedom people have to make their own choices, I believe that human beings are... So These are some deep yeah. questions. Number one, completely slaves of the limitation of their natural circumstances and environments. So in other words, they have no choice at all, basically. All the way to seven, absolutely free to make all of their life choices. Five. Okay. Like, I think there is more of a lean toward choice. But there's a lot of people in circumstances where, like, getting out of their cycle is really not feasible. Right. Like, especially when we look at, like, poverty and finances and stuff. Like, poverty is so cyclical. Ph- and Physical so, illness or absolutely. pandemics. There's a or... lot of things that really limit us. So I do think we always have choices. Right. I think sometimes those choices are much, much, much more limited because of our environment. Right. Okay. okay. All right. 15. Is that where we are? 14. 14. Is that right? 14 was that one, right? What was 13? Wait a second. 13. <laughs> 14 was the, the freedom of people. What was, yeah. what was, tw- uh, what was 12? <laughs> In relation to my own life. The, the confusing world. one, right? Yeah. What was 13? Yeah, yeah. You are confusing me. 13 is I consider <laughs> myself to be responsible or irresponsible. I just, I didn't write down 14, but I, I'm sorry, mom, this is, we're doing it on the computer. Well, what's superior. even more confusing is on the computer, they don't see the numbered As one like to separate? 10 again. Is that why you've yeah, been saying yeah, three? Yeah. Okay. That's what's yes. confusing Four. Me. Okay. So four is that one, right? Is the choices one. Yes. Five. Okay. And five is regarding death, I'm one, unprepared and terrified of it. Seven, prepared and unafraid. A four. Okay. Dead center. I think that has a lot to do with age. 
because I think I'd be less afraid than you are. But not much because I don't want to die for a long time. What did you put on that one? Five. Because I don't want to die for... I'm not yeah. afraid of dying, but I don't want to die for For every 10 time. years, you get one up on yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time you're like 80, you're like seven. <clears throat> okay, the next one's pretty serious. Regarding suicide, one, I have seriously considered it as an escape from my situation. Seven, I've never spent even a moment thinking about it. Five and a half? <laughs> I guess six if I had to... Had to choose one. Mm -hmm. Couldn't go half. Okay. Okay. The next one says, I believe that my capacity to find a meaning and purpose in life, my capacity. My own capacity. Uh huh. To find a meaning and purpose in life is one, practically non existent, seven, very great. So my own Six. capacity. You go, girl. Kick ass. Thank you. Okay. My life is, one, outside my control and determined by external factors. Seven, in my hands and under my control. This is the same question as the environmental one. <laughs> so I'm going to put five again. Okay. If you give me the same questions, I'll put the same answers. I Don't put five on me. that one too, by the way. Okay. Facing my daily tasks is one boring and painful seven a source of pleasure and satisfaction five last one uh-huh last one i have discovered one no mission or purpose in my life seven clear goals and satisfactory purpose for my life seven okay wow yeah. that's good okay all right so do a tally you tally and okay. that's a lot of numbers no, give me a second this is why if you have a calculator it's handy although i did an old-fashioned school math so i don't know if mine's right to be his bottom line i don't know if mine's gonna be right so there's a maximum sipsters of 140 points like if you did seven on all well if my math is right i got 102.5 wow good girl well, I don't know. Am I supposed to do that? Is that supposed to be subjective? <laughs> what is, got, what's that mean? I got 107. Good job. <laughs> like we know what that You're means. getting a good okay. job on the uh, okay. good score on this subjective so, test. So um, people who get scores lower than 90 are the ones in an existential void. So Sipsters, if you scored that low, it, it basically means you're really struggling with knowing what I'm your purpose sorry. is. I'm sorry. Existential void is an actual result on the test? That's just it is. It's oh right there. Oh my God. <laughs> existential void is the name of my indie band. <laughs> Okay, that seems because I felt like I was answering high. I'm a person who like I feel like I have a pretty good meaning and purpose overall, uh-huh. and I still got 102 below right. 90 seems low. Right. Those who get between 90 and 105 have good meaning in their life. Okay, not nearly but as cool as existential void. But they're still working on well defining it. So you're still working on it. Okay. Finally, those who get more than 105 points. I'm sorry. That seems no. Listen. <laughs> This is why we don't take tests on the internet. In a, school, in, in, okay. in a test that has 20 questions, a variability score of 15 is bonkers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yes, okay. we've talked about this testing thing. Okay. What, when one of our episodes we talked about. Uh, did we? I think. We, didn't we talk about like reliability and validity? Uh, we am sure we have. So if, if, Sipsters, you did score above 105 points, they say you have clear goals and find strong meaning in life. And then it says, according to the creator of this test. <laughs> Good disclaimer. Which could be Joe Schmo Good in his basement disclaimer. after he had three beers. <laughs> <laughs> but I think part of that's age, Anna. Which part? We're very close because I scored 107. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like we have but 30 years between us and we only got a difference of like four points. Right. But I think the ones that made the difference are like r- regarding death. You know, like I'm more ready to die than you are. You're one point more ready to die than I am. It's <laughs> not much. Yeah, but there's a one point on several things that are like age, in my opinion, that come easier with age. You know, I've gotten a life to this experience point. Because yeah. good God, in 30 years, I've done a lot, you know. Yeah. I, <laughs> a lot of shit's gone under I'm the bridge. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> I'm sure that raises your score. The point is you're not an existential void, which is... <laughs> I truly think, like, if I were, like, in a depressive episode, I might have gotten under 90. So I think there really is, like, that is a high variability. Mm-hmm. If you're just having a kind of a rough couple weeks... Right. ...where, like, you're not feeling very meaningful. So what I would say about this test, Sipsters, is, is like any other internet test, it's not really all that reliable 
are right. valid. However, if nothing else, it gets you thinking about yeah. what are my values and what is my purpose and what what do I need to work on to understand my own purpose better? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is kind of related to something else I was looking at. So I saw a lot about like positive psychology. Did you see any of that stuff? A little bit, yeah. So there's like positive psychology, which is, I don't even really know how to define positive psychology. To me, psychology. that's kind of redundant because yeah. if you go to counseling, it's supposed to be positive. But I okay. guess. But like, I think they do focus on more like growth mindset kind of stuff. Right. right. Um, but they have a thing called life crafting, which is a process in which people actively reflect on their present and future life, set goals for important areas of life social career and leisure time are included and if required make concrete plans and undertake actions to change these areas that's more congruent with their values and wishes that's good yeah it's it's kind of what we've been talking about and how to make it a little more defined and a little more concrete because especially when we're talking about all this we're talking about thinking about your purpose and like giving yourself these values things and inventories and stuff but really that goes back to the difference between like values and goals and we we have to be putting goals into practice and like right. actions into practice right. to be meeting what we think of as important and valuable and all that other stuff. And they talk about that as a way to like ward off anxiety. So especially when we are talking about this existential void idea, mm-hmm. if you find yourself in an existential void where you are thinking, I don't feel like there's any meaning. I feel like if I died, it would no one would care, any right, of that right. stuff. Where the thought of what we do with our lives and the purpose of our lives, again, it kind of goes back to that idea of if I have a purpose and I'm doing meaningful things my life will continue past me because i will be putting things into the world that are good right and that continue and persist after i have gone mm-hmm. so it can really fight that existential anxiety they and they call it mortality salience which i actually think we talked about in our last episode about the brain glitches yeah because that was one of the uncanny valley things we're like seeing uncanny valley things makes us think of our own mortality and our uh-huh. own mortality salience. Basically us dying. Right. So when we think about that stuff, it gives us anxiety. But when we have something that makes our existence feel meaningful, it gives us a buffer against that anxiety. Because right. if that anxiety is pressing in and going, you're not going to matter after you die, we can say, no, I'm doing things that matter to me now. Exactly. So that persists, uh-huh. basically. That's good. I also kind of want to bring up Maslow Pyramid, just okay. as a brief kind of thing. We talk about Maslow in episode 24. So if you want a real deep dive on this, go to that episode. But Maslow's Pyramid kind of, I think of it as a good kind of framework to look at like the things you have to meet. Because that goes back to the questions on the quiz that are like our environment and like things that we have to overcome to be able to find our life purpose. Right. You have to be able to have enough food in your belly to think about what your purpose is. Exactly. So (laughs) that is very like, so when you look at Maslow's pyramid, the thing on the bottom is physiological needs. Mm -hmm. So that's when we talk about like poverty and like, you know, systemic racism, all that kind of stuff, like the things Mm -hmm. that keep us from having safe food, shelter, all that kind of stuff. That Mm -hmm. is, we have to be meeting that. And that goes along with Like the next one up is safety needs, like feeling like we're safe where we are. So even if there's a roof over our head, that's meeting a physiological need. But if it's in a place where we're worried about people coming in and breaking in, that's totally invalidated. Exactly. So then we have like belongingness and love needs. That's the next one up. So like friends and intimate relationships. And then the next one up is esteem. So feeling like we're accomplishing something, feeling like, and that kind of goes along with social, like feeling like we're getting accolades from other people, basically. But then the very top one and the very, the thing that like, yeah, is is the the goal of it all, basically, is self-actualization. And that's achieving a person's potential and creative stuff is in there and but meaning stuff is all in that that's very self-actualized stuff so when we are talking about this if you're sitting there going i don't i don't have time to think about my purpose and stuff because i just gotta like pay the rent right like that's valid you are in a valid place and it's okay to kind of go i may not know exactly what that is now but i can find little ways to feel like my life is meaningful while i'm struggling to get to a place where i can better think about that i guess mm-hmm. like that's, that's a really good point and it's kind of that like meaning suffering thing right that ties all in uh, like i said this is all just a big work cloud <laughs> it's uh-huh. all in there it's really good 
Maslow's ghost commissions me and gives me $5 every time I talk about him. I actually, I have one client who we refer to Maslow every once in a while. It's really, it really resonates with her because she has had such, since the pandemic, her business really suffered financially. And so she's just been struggling so much to keep her head above water financially. She can't, it's hard to focus on she can't else. deal on her you know she can't yeah. deal with her other issues because she's so busy like you said paying the rent so that's a really significant part yeah and i had some other stuff about like purpose like i said being correlated with being more healthy and being even like wealthier like mm-hmm. there's a higher correlation there but right. again that's kind of hard with like chicken or egg stuff and happiness and and there's a lot of research that says when you have a higher feeling of purpose in your life a lot of areas of your life are better mm-hmm. so i think that's kind of why we talked about this today is just Mm -hmm. like as we go into a new year as we kind of have a moment like that's that resolutions thing you kind of give yourself a minute to think about what you want your year to look like Mm -hmm. reflect on your values reflect on what you want to do with your life because if you do have a higher sense of connection to that it will trickle down exactly it will go into other areas Uh that's it I guess you're. I, you closed your laptop. I closed, closed, closed your laptop. I'm like, so I think we're done I with the episode. <laughs> She's like putting things in her bag. I closed it so I could look at your beautiful face better <laughs> without the front lighting. Like, yeah, you know. it's like light shining in my eyes. <laughs> okay, mom's gonna spend her prerequisite ten minutes gazing at me. <laughs> That's my girl. I'm so proud of her. I look at her beauty. Okay, so I guess we're I guess we're good. I guess that's. Do you have our, anything else? I no, I, I love that last else. thing that you said. There's, I, I feel like this is a thing we could talk about for we five could talk hours about straight. It forever. Yeah, um, there's could. a lot, and if you want to look more into like existentialism and logotherapy, and please do because that's all really good stuff. And if anything resonated as something that's helpful to find your own purpose, yes. go for it. Yes, awesome, awesome. Do you want to thank our listeners because they stuck with us through all that? Oh, Sipsters, you were so good and faithful to come back to us. And if you're new to us, welcome. Hello. We love having you with us. And tell all your friends, we are shooting this in this new year to like pull in a whole bunch of new Sipsters. We're going to triple and quadruple the Sipster club. (laughs) The Sipster listenership. (laughs) Yes. So 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 tell your friends, leave some reviews. Yes, do all of that. Rent out some billboards. Do some skywriting. <laughs> Buy a t-shirt. Wear it to the Buy supermarket. Buy a t-shirt. All that good stuff. Sipsters, we do thank you for your loyalty. And we thank you for being with us. And, and we wish you a very happy new year. And that you would um, find an, a new depth to your understanding of your purpose in this new year. And and if there are things that you'd like to hear us talk about in the new year, in the coming podcast, be sure oh, to please, send us yes, messages. Please do tell us. Again, we v- would very much on par with reviews. If you guys give us like topics that you want us to mm-hmm. talk about, oh man, that we, we would thrive that. on that. We would love that. Absolutely. So thank you, Sipsters. Yes, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find more of us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are Freudian Sips Pod on everything. Our site is freudiansipspod.com. You can find our episodes there. You can find our social stuff there. You can find our merch there on the very first page if you do want to buy a shirt. Uh, you can get a hold of us directly if you want to send us a review that you've sent in or a topic idea. You can email us at freudiansipspod at gmail.com. And please do remember to leave us a nice rating and review you if you can do that wherever you're listening because we will try to read it on the show if it gets to us and it gives us fuel it fuels us like we're little robots and energizes we we feed the little papers of the review (laughs) into our little slots and then we can energize for another episode (laughs) our theme music is sweeter vermouth by kevin mcleod and it sounds like this 